eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. It's bad. This is as long as my hair's ever been. I thought he was going for, like, the television white guy look where they can just kind of... No. You know? Are you going on TV or... No. No, it's just uh, it's just when I've thought about it, I haven't had the money or I just haven't thought about it. But now I can, it's in the front. When it gets too long or when it starts hanging over the ear, that's when it's annoying to me. Yeah, I'm I try to get my hair cut every seven days and now I'm at like ten and I hate it. Yeah. Even though it's like super short. But the whole process, I don't know how this is at the white barbershops, but the yeah. the process at the black barbershop is just it's just so much of a lot. Like I'm gonna go see my guy Rico today. But I'm I'm supposed to. Be, I love it. I'm supposed it's to get cut at three thirty. Let's hope I get in there by four fifteen, like that mm. sort of thing. And it's like sometimes you'll get lucky, and you're like, oh, there's three three thirty. You walk in there, and you're out of there. Like especially, when I don't have a lot of hair. Right. I'm out of there by by three fifty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes. So it's real. Sometimes. Oh, what's up, bro? Oh, you after him and him and him. <laughs> It's the old Seinfeld line. You know how to take the appointment, but you don't know how to keep the appointment. I, I enjoy all things black barbershop. Like all of them, all of, most of it, because they did get robbed one time, and that wasn't fun. No, that's not great. <laughs> but it's but cash uh, on hand. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, outside of them like staying in the Stone Ages, is like, come on, it's twenty nineteen. Like I don't I don't carry cash around. This is the only time I ever need cash in my life. Is when I get a haircut. It's pretty crazy that that's still a thing, and I know some pe- some barbers have the uh, the square, mm-hmm. but you get charged a fee. So I I understand like you're losing percentages, but sure. it's you're right. Like this is the only like I literally have to make a stop at the bank yeah. <laughs> to go get cash because I'm yeah. going to the barber. And, and I'm super south side with mine, where I only can go to Marquette banks. If you're from the South Side, you know what Marquette is. So I don't want to get charged a fee, so I got to find a Marquette ETU. Oh, wow. That, even the, the white barber shop down the street is cash only. 
It's like, I get you're going for the all old vibe and everything, but you don't have to literally use the old register. <laughs> Do they have the one that you still like dial up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, like it's, it's like the typewriter buttons. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, it's cool looking. But it probably shouldn't be used, and and they still they still use it. So That's it, so crazy. Yeah, like so is is the haircut in, unless you're getting something crazy done, like generally a little cheaper because it seems like you have to get it done more often. No, no, I mean ordinarily, like your barber probably should do that for you if you're coming in every week. It depends yeah. on how much money he feels you have. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I'm out on that. Like, <laughs> but but I mean, my haircut is pretty standard. It's okay. 25, and then I always oh, okay. tip five. Okay, so the, okay, oh. so that that's like about what? Yeah, that's about what I'll do. Mine is 20, and if I have the five dollars, he can get it. But you're not gonna tip him. The five dollars is the tip. No, I'm saying if you don't have it, you're not gonna go get it. Yeah, it's not budgeted in no. with going. That is, that is, that <laughs> is Tony a poor a practice. Time. <laughs> He's been cutting my hair since I was a kid. So yeah, that means you should be making sure you tip him. Uh, if the five dollars is on hand, he got the five dollars. Most of the time, the five dollars is yeah. on hand, so he does get the twenty-five. But when it's not there. It's 20. Somewhere Herb is going to listen to this and be screaming. Don't tip that man. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he God. believes in tipping. He doesn't like being forced to tip. Yeah, mm-hmm. which that's I his it. whole thing. I'm here for I that. Get it. I'm here for all of that. I, I think we also stop tipping. Just willy nilly? Yeah, everybody, everything. Just stop tipping because I think, well, one, it was bad originally. We're the only country that does tips. Everybody else takes offense to it. And there's a reason for that. Like, how about demand those employers to actually have a salary system or an hourly system that's regular? I I think that there's a lot of merit to that part of the argument. But until the system changes... Right. I'm more than happy to tip. But how do we change people. it if we just keep acquiescing to it? But through through only, legislating it. That's how you yeah, do it. Yeah, the only person you're hurting in that regard is the is the server. The server yes. or the person that cuts your hair. Like you're not you're not hurting the business. That's the extra. Yep. So the business doesn't see any of that. So they're like, you don't want to pay it? Fine. It's, it's cool. y- y'all sound like people that are cheap and now have found a reason. <laughs> yep. It's found some yep. reasoning behind you being cheap. 100%. No tipping Tony Gill. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, mm-hmm. you, you have enough to go thought, out, I but you don't have you, enough to tip all the time. I would have so, thought you know. you'd been on Scotty Pippen's side then. I mean... <laughs> 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 no tip and pivot. Let's go. That was a huge controversy. Yeah. Really? Oh my God. Tony, it's a nickname that stuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> that was for 25 joke. years. I mean, it also just helps that it just rolls off the tongue. No tip and pivot. Mm-hmm. It sounds great. But Jordan didn't tip either, didn't he? Um, I mean, the two most do, famous athletes in the this. 90s was walking around Chicago. So he's going to do this Jordan slander? <laughs> All right. Hey, I'm here <laughs> for it. Hey. It's it's not like Goodfellas where you like put you know yeah he put, keeps putting the ice cubes in and gets twenty that's right <laughs> keep the ice cold that's all you gotta do yeah that's it's it's a it's an issue I I don't know if people should be shamed in it. and I guess I do understand folks going well why are you spending my money but it just seems like as I've made more money mm-hmm. I'm like oh okay so the difference between this being a a twenty percent tip and this being a 25 percent tip is like yeah. three or four dollars mm. 
here's three or four more dollars. Like, that's fine. It was good service, and it's great. You love to see that. It's super dependent on the service, though, for me. Super dependent. Like, if it's just average, it's like, oh, you just did your job. If I'm treated poorly, mm-hmm. yeah. I usually will make a comment, too. Like, if I'm really, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I f- yeah, I don't if I'm, but, but I mean, I have to be treated poorly. Mm-hmm. If it's just average Fine, service, yeah. you're still getting twenty percent from me. Mm-hmm. But if I'm treated poorly, then I get mad. And do you do you ever pull out? I'm the I'm Lawrence Holmes no, move. No. Have you ever pulled off the I'm no, Lawrence Holmes move? Never. You should. No, it's really awful. Like I find, I find times like I don't help people out though. I I I <laughs> I enjoy that. Don't I know you from somewhere? I'm like, I don't know. I just have one of those faces. <laughs> like, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let you off the hook. Like, mm-hmm. this one guy hit me up. I was walking down 53rd Street, and he's like, "Man, I know you from somewhere." And I'll go through the whole thing because it's Chicago. Mm-hmm. Did you go to St. Thaddeus? No, no. Did you go to Home of Flossmore High School? No. Did you go to DePaul? No. Do you work in in at at, at the score? Like, no. Okay. <laughs> Man, I guess I just look like your cousin then. Yeah, I got one of those faces. Like, I'm not letting you off the hook. Right. I'm not going to be like, yes, yes, you totally recognize me from your TV on Sundays. I, I have had one time, and it was like I recognized the person because I think he was someone that showed up to a lot of B&B remotes when I was producing on site all the time. And it made sense that he couldn't, like, click because, you know, like I'm background essentially at those type of things. And he's like, and he was like, God, I gotta know you from somewhere. And I was like, I don't know, man. Fat takes away like all the. It was like it just takes away all of the defining features, so we all look alike. Yeah, he, I, he laughed thankfully, but you know, it, it's weird. It's a, it's still a strange phenomenon. It makes me uncomfortable. It's why mm-hmm. I don't go out as much mm-hmm. because, like, I don't know. It's I. You almost feel like people are expecting. Like I, don't, I can tell you this. I don't want to do the show again. <laughs> so if you're planning to engage me in sports talk conversation, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you talk yourself out. Because <laughs> I already did it for two hours or four hours or wh- however many hours. So I don't – that that's the thing. And then people be like, oh, you know, you know. And I'm like <laughs> – I don't agree with your opinion, but I'm I'm a, like in the barbershop when I go oh, to the barbershop. Oh yeah, that's what happens all the time at the barbershop. They asked me two weeks ago. There was a there was a lot of just horrible sports takes, <laughs> and one of the barbers was like, "Are you going to jump in?" I was like, "No, no, <laughs> no I'm not going to jump in. Keep this ridiculous conversation going about how Mitch is going to be better. Keep keep doing that." <laughs> Do that one on your own. I'm not here to to referee that. Y'all don't pay me to do that. I'm still sitting here waiting to get my haircut, for God's sakes. You know what? It's so weird. It's like, you know, people think I'm just spewing takes just everywhere. Like, no, it's not usually like that. Kind of It's eh. Well, majority of the time it's like that. But sometimes, like, when I'm on my way in, you know, from work, like, I don't really feel, like, engaging until I get into the building. Yeah. So, like, when people... I asked me, oh, what do you think about this? Like, my dad, like, he wants, like, to have my dad. Like, I got to do this, like, all day. So I just kind of let him say his piece, and I'd be like, "Mm mm-hmm. My parents, I don't mind that much because they're academics. Mm -hmm. So it's always, like, a fact-finding mission for them. Like, Mm -hmm. they they are genuinely curious Mm -hmm. about it. 
a lot of people, other people just want the affirmation of their particular take. Yeah. And I, I just don't have time. Like (laughs) I don't, I have time. I just don't have the energy to, to to do it. So it's, 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 I'm sure that like this has, this has to be, it has to work this way for other professions too. Like, let's say you're a carpenter. And I run into you on the street, and I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about building this wall. I'm thinking about doing this drywall. Seems to be a trend. That's the end of today's podcast. (laughs) But, but like, once you leave here, Lawrence, like, how drained are you having to be a solo host versus having a co-host? I don't – I actually find working with someone more draining – Really? Yeah. I know where... Because Rick has done both for him. I know yeah, where our show is too. going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know how to pace it. I don't know all the time, like, the energy level. Like, I did a show with Haw in the summer, and I actually really enjoyed it. I like working with David. Mm-hmm. Um, And I was exhausted. Now, it's the morning show, so your body clock is all screwed mm-hmm. up. Yeah. But even with all the stuff that they have built into the show... The traffic updates, the scoreboard updates, like, it threw me off. So I wasn't, I didn't pace right for the show. Mm-hmm. And I left there and I was absolutely exhausted. Working with Dan, working with Bernstein is exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in the most lovable way possible. <laughs> it's exhausting because he does the nonsense of, you know, you guys know how I am. Like I have an idea of what I want to talk about. And shit, it, it could be a couple of days mm-hmm. where yeah. where I can say, we're going to do this on Thursday. With Dan, I'll say, Dan, what are we doing before the show starts? This happens every single time. It what happens we, every single day. <laughs> I'm sure. tell you. What are we doing? And he'll go, I don't know. He'll, he'll do it. I don't know. Yeah. And that, that puts me on edge. And I don't know if that's him, like, trying to – keep me like loose and fluid Mm -hmm. it drives me insane as someone who likes to plan Mm -hmm. it i'm okay with adjusting from a plan yes but we need a plan before we can adjust from the plan that is my daily struggle i just realized i cursed a little daily i don't know if i'm supposed to do that i'll bleep it do you really have to because i mean i mean they had remember when like ranji and spiegel did a whole show or they pretty much just were like, let's talk sports and curse. All right. Well, Ooh. we'll see what happens. Maybe no one will notice. <laughs> right. I mean, whatever. It's but holiday no, that, season. That, people don't pay the, attention. But, like, I, I feel the same way where I would rather, like, have the plan and adjust from it. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's been, what, a year and a half I've been working with Dan daily. And there are still days where I'm like, we only have, like, two or three segments that we got to, like, just, like, have a rejoin for or something. And I'm playing the guessing game. And it's it's just like you know Tanny was really good at it with him, mm-hmm. and that's like another level to how good Tanny is. Maybe but, if I had an everyday partner, it mm-hmm. wouldn't it wouldn't be exhausting. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know. Like it just there's an energy level that has to happen in a show that has more than one host. That mm-hmm. I don't know if I I don't I don't think mm-hmm. I would like it to tell you. The, the, there are people that I would want to host with, like. If you said to me I could host a show tomorrow with Jason Goff or I could host a show with Chris Ranji, I'd be down for that. But why did Ranji call me yesterday? 
hey. he called you because we were recording House of L. And I told him how on Friday we're going to go get you a steak. Mm-hmm. And he didn't believe that you had only had the one steak from Outback Steakhouse. That's yeah. why he called you. Oh, that's funny. It's, Wait, on, it's, it's, it's on, on the episode. <laughs> that's like, funny. like we were literally talking to each other and he was like, hold on. And then he called you. And then he <laughs> puts you funny. up to the microphone so people are going to be able to hear that's the conversation. Oh, that's funny. It's not bad. No. It's turned I'm, out really well. I'm, I'm so, like, one thing that I never understood was why wasn't the you and Jason thing fleshed out more? I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. Too much blackness in there. There was one person who brought that up. Not <laughs> anyone with any power, but uh-huh. there was someone in the score family that that brought that up. That that's not something that you can do. And we were like, what? What do you mean? Why can't we do I that? I would have loved that show. Yeah, we would have mm-hmm. loved it too. We would have loved mm-hmm. an opportunity to do that show as well. <laughs> we look we look forward to maybe doing some sort of venture. I mean, I told you I'm open mm-hmm. for us doing a podcast at, at NBC. But yeah, there it's some of it was timing. Mm-hmm. Some of it was there just was no show for us to do. Some of it was I was beat reporting, then he was beat reporting. So when were we going to do the show together? And some of it was Ah, uh, nah. <laughs> like so, if it was mentioned, hey Lawrence, we know we enjoy what you're doing at night from six to ten. We would like to add Jason. I'd have been down, but that also costs money. Right. It's the reason. The reason, like, if we really want to get into it, the reason that I was a solo host is because it's easier to pay one person right than a bunch of people right. Like pay one person. For sake of argument, 150% instead of having to pay two people 100%. And, like, the thing that I realize, like, as, you know, I get more mature in this business is it feels like people just want good enough content but don't want to go all in Thanks. on the content. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks for saying <laughs> no. that about my solo show at No, night. no. I, sure. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is it's like, okay, this is great content. If 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 it's sufficient enough for the audience or it's doing well, why improve or try to improve upon it? You know, the, the economics of it matter, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. You have to. I mean, now we're really going to get into the weeds of it, but the budgeting that goes on at uh, a media company now, the talent portion of it needs to fit what it is that you're getting back as far as revenue goes with the commercial load that you have on a show. I have always felt, and I'm glad that we're now starting like as an industry to, to, to get it. It used to be the only times that advertisers and advertising agencies would spend money would be in morning drive and afternoon drive. Mm -hmm. And now the programming day in sports radio in particular has stretched out and they've realized because while the the system that is at hand is not perfect, it's way better than what it used to be when people were filling out diaries and lying on diaries. And they weren't lying because they were being malicious. It's just, oh, well, what station do you listen to? Well, I listen to WGCI. Well, how long do you listen to that station? Well, I listen from the time that Crazy Howard McGee is on in the morning until the bad boys are done at night. And you see, like, oh, GCI's numbers are crazy good. 
because the person who filled out the the the, the ledger is lying. They mm-hmm. weren't listening to GCI that entire time. Mm-hmm. They switched over to BMX to listen to see what was going on at BMX. They listened to B96. They turned over to the score. They turned over to 1000 throughout the day. But if you ask them what station they listened to, their preset one, their P1 would be GCI. Mm-hmm. So when they they were filling out the diaries back then, you had that. And so some of the advertising stuff became lopsided. And people are like, well, the only time that people are in, the only time they listen to are when they're in their cars. And when are they in their cars the most? Morning drive and afternoon drive. Hmm. Now, so so at night, so to get back to it, because I know I already got on a tangent, but at night, a commercial that runs on my show at night, some cases was 80% less than what it would cost to run in morning or afternoon drive. Hmm. So now that show can't financially support two hosts. Hmm. Now that's that seems like a dumb way to go. go it's kind of this whole it's thing. kind of a backwards way to said, do it. You know, okay, yeah, we'll do yeah, it this well, way. Well, yeah, and if I, yeah, and if I was an advertiser, especially now, I would probably take the value because how many people are just listening on demand anyway? To where is I would make sure it's an in segment read so it doesn't get cut when you cut when you do the podcast. So that way there's people listening that listening back to a podcast throughout the day. They could have their podcast set up for during their work day if they're not listening live to something on a stream. And there you go. You're right. You're set right there. You're getting more people listening in whatever time of day because people listen to everything on demand anyway. I wish that more advertisers would partner up with with personalities, too. And I don't mean this for me because um, I'm pretty picky of who I would partner up with. And but. I do think that it would be of more value to them to go to Danny Parkins and be like, hey, you know, we're blah, 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 Chevrolet. We're not going to give you a car, but we're going to give you money to do these reads. It's more likely. Enough to buy the car. No, Maybe, but, but enough that it's worth it versus having Russ voice over a commercial right. that play. I agree with Rick. I think the the live reads are kind of where you want to go. And good partnership with personalities and shows, I think leads to better commercials and better a better response a call to action from yeah. the the host to the audience versus here's just a random commercial. And the other thing too is like now I'm sure every place, every station is structured different. Part of that comes with the salespeople getting to know the host, too, of be like, hey, like, um, Facts. you know, like if there's gambling content, like if it's a casino or something like that, okay, that's something that would probably be right up Parkins or McNeil's alley. Or Joe's. Or Joe's. So you get that, and then you get something that's more, I don't know, like some, you know, something if, else if, like if, that, if, that fits a specific person. If there's a donut shop. Yeah, right there for it's you. It's perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you're right, and what's happened is is that sales departments have consolidated. So, like, mm-hmm. I'll, use, I'll use us as an example, but we're not the only people that are doing this. It used to be there are seven stations inside the cluster of stations that we have. It used to be that each one of those stations had their own sales force, that you were a score seller, you were a B96 seller, you were an XRT seller, and that's what you were selling. 
Well, then they figured out, well, we all work for the same company, so the money's going into one big pile. Do we really need to make it station-specific? I think that there is reason for it to be station-specific, and it's what Campy was talking about. The salespeople need to understand what moves the needle for the station that they're selling and what the personalities are like and what things might work in conjunction with the personality as far as sales go. And I, we've lost that. Now, some of that is also you know, we have a PD that doesn't, like Mitch will say, don't feed the animals. We're the animals. <laughs> that he doesn't want a bunch of salespeople. Not not Lawrence specifically, like Rick Camp and Danny Parkins yeah. and, no, all of us. and Dan McNeil. Yeah, yeah. all of us are, are the yeah. animals. Yeah, he doesn't call yeah. us animals. Like we're, but we are. We, we're the animals in the zoo. And now that we have the the see-through thing into the studio. Yeah. We're definitely the animals <laughs> in the zoo. But I get that. Everything should run through your program director. Mm-hmm. And if you have kind of rogue, and we used to in the wild, wild west days of the score, mm-hmm. if you have rogue salespeople that are like, hey, can you mention this? And I'll get <laughs> you cash. Like, you, stuff like that. Sure, and that's fair. You you it's don't, totally like, fair. you want to make sure that everything is above board and Mitch, that's not above board? That's no. Like, hey, that's, say this and get you cash. That sounds easy no, enough for That's me. called payola. That yeah. is something that will get your ass fired Way to pay attention in your first, like, two weeks <laughs> <and> I, <am laughs> I, I felt like, uh, well, I never really super pay attention because, like, Clearly. I mean. That's an FCC say, violation. Yeah. How 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 do you how would they find out, though? How would you police it? I mean, you would look in, you would say, hey, well, wait. Why is this getting mentioned on the station if. They aren't part of the family. It's not to say that you can't. I mean, I mention mm-hmm. stuff all the time. Yeah. But I'm not getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just. Like, oh, so it's like, just the money. It's yeah, not yeah, you can't get paid. Like Jay, like Jay oh, and okay, I for cool. the I'm Fat podcast, we mentioned restaurants all the time, but it's because we went there and we had a good experience. It's not because. And they paid for it. Like, yeah, they went exactly. to the restaurant yeah, and oh, paid okay. for their meal. Yeah, we paid for our meals and stuff. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's not. If yeah, if it's just like, hey, I had a good experience here, so oh, and okay. I would, and I feel like I would like to mention it because you know, just paying it forward that way, yeah, sure. But it can't be like, hey, you know, I'm gonna give you your meal for free. Maybe you should say something good about us. Right. That type of thing doesn't fly. That's against the rules. Like, uh, it's a, I just want the product. Like, you don't have to give me cash. Just give me the product. No, I mean, is that, that the same? Eh, it depends. It's case by case, but don't make a habit of it. Like if Nike sent me like shoes and stuff, like oh man, these are great. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, they send stuff all the time, mm-hmm. but if it becomes a trend, then you should probably talk with your PD, and they should probably buy time on the station mm-hmm. versus us just giving it away for product. Like that's not ideal at all. But to get back to the bigger point, I I wish that we had. As talent, we had a better relationship with the sales staff. And some people really do try. Like, there there are people in our sales department, in our cluster, and when they were on the floor that we're on, it was a little bit easier. But it's it's something that I think could be improved upon. And if you had – I'll give you an example from ABC Sports Chicago, where sometimes it's just a matter of you're not taking advantage of what your talent likes – and who they know. Mm-hmm. So I work with four guys that know a lot of people in Chicago. And 
we were having a rough time. Like the guys like to eat during games. Like mm-hmm. we like to eat food during the games. Last year, Buffalo Wild Wings was a sponsor of the show. So they would come and bring food for us. It was uh hit or miss. Like sometimes they would forget about us. <laughs> and they're not a sponsor of the show this year for whatever reason. But we still wanted food. Right. I remember there was one day the guys were so hungry and I felt so bad because they're giant men. Yes. And one day Lance had uh let's say Lance had, had some fun the night before. Yeah. He kind of needed the food mm-hmm. and they weren't bringing it and it was one of those days it may have even been like Thanksgiving last year. So everything's closed. And I'm sitting there like I can't have my guys like not I can't have them hangry. Mm-hmm. Like, like luckily I had I think nine singles. <laughs> I went to the vending machine and bought everything. Uh-huh. I was like, here's some pork rinds, here's some potato <laughs> chips, here's some yep. peanuts, here's some M&Ms, here. And I just came back and just started throwing them mm-hmm. at guys. And Lance was like, yo, <laughs> I needed this. Do you but, guys have a food sponsor now? Yeah, Rosati's. But okay. it happened. That's my point. Uh-huh. It happened through Alex. Right. Alex right. was like, we need food. Yeah. And so he texted Rosati's. Mm-hmm. And they were like, bet. And they brought food over. And then he did it again. And then he was like, why don't you guys become a partner of the show? Yeah. And now they're a partner of the show. Mm -hmm. And they bring food every week. And it's amazing. It used to be like when I first got hired, and that was when everybody was on the same floor, um, was every like signature segment or benchmark, whatever you want to call it, had a sponsor for it. So like- like Who you crap in. Yeah. Like all- like. I think it's crazy that no company has wanted to sponsor the Midday Midway because it's at 1040. It's before people go to lunch. If it's a place that has a lunchtime special, you would get that mentioned every single day. So at the time when people are planning their lunch, getting their lunch plans together, you have your name mentioned on somebody's feed. So it's naturally going to be top of mind. Mm. Then we should get a sponsor for the rundown. Uh, maybe. I'd, I'd be okay with it. But I... It's funny because I haven't seen it. Like, no one sold elements of our show. Yeah. It's fine. But here's what's going Here's what's going they to happen. They sold the Joe segment. What's going to happen is, is because we do well ratings-wise, mm-hmm. eventually agencies are going to mm-hmm. place stuff on our show because we attract a certain demo. And the relationship between stations... And agencies is also kind of a a sticky wicket. You know, like it's it's a really it's a weird thing because a lot of times they only sell like the agencies only work off of numbers. Mm. So instead of like they're not buying the Lawrence Holmes show, they're buying men 25 to 54 noon to two. And, you know, a Whatever we're ranked, let's for let, hypothetically, let's say that we're ranked third in the demo. Hypo, hypothetically, let's say that that's what we were doing. They would say, Give me the top five shows from noon to two that are for men 25 to 54 because we're going to put Lexus on those stations instead of saying, Um, Lawrence drives a Lexus. I don't. But Lawrence drives a Lexus. Let's pair him up with mm. Lexus of Westmont mm. 
and make that a thing. So that's it's it can be a little bit convoluted too, where there's there isn't as the industry grew out of like the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, and agencies became more prevalent, it became less about tying a a piece of merchandise to a particular show or personality. And I think we're still figuring out how to navigate with how things work in broadcasting now. It's a lot. Like, I, I will tell you, I worked in sales for two years. It's the most that I learned about radio hmm. those two years. It's, it's, it's worth it. I think that everyone, no matter what industry they're in, should work in their sales department for a little bit of time because they'll get a, a stark reality on how it's viewed. Like I have a, I have a, it's a scarring view of like how we're talked about, like how the production side mm-hmm. of the business is talked about amongst the people on the sales and business side of it. So how did our show get, imagine. get ended up with the sweet taste to taste? What? That commercial? Oh, I don't, <laughs> well, uh, I, again, like a lot of these places are, they're going off of rankers. Uh-huh. They're going off of. Top five, men 25 to 54, we want that. This is what, this is the target audience for our particular um, product. Yeah, yeah. So when people, like, you know, hit up, like, oh, that Blue Chew commercial or, you know, that's the demo. That's the demo. That's the demo. Mm-hmm. Guys in our demo are using it. Yeah. I, I'm all for expanding. I'm I'm all for it. But somebody's gonna figure it the out. Blue Especially chew with... or no, 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 not the, okay. not the blue <laughs> chew. But but I, I I think that we need to because now people are trying to figure out how to monetize the podcasting age, and nobody has that done no it one knows like, Tony. Yeah, the, that's the frontier that everybody's still got to figure mm-hmm. out. Like it's okay, we figure like with everywhere it's like pre, mid, and post roll ads, and like maybe you get a title sponsor and like that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm I'm going through this now. Like it's part of the reason that I don't I got I didn't get rid of. I just didn't pursue renewing advertisers for House of L because I just I needed someone to be a salesperson for House of L. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be I didn't have enough time to be all of the things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be the producer of the podcast, to be the host of the podcast, to be the booker of the podcast. And then be the sales rep mm-hmm. for the podcast. So I'm like, I just do it because it's fun, it's interesting, and mm-hmm. you never know who you might talk to. It's annoying. People have no idea how to monetize clicks. Yeah, they mm-hmm. don't. They don't. I've heard all sorts of interesting scales. Like it should be paid per impression, per click, but that click is only measured through the first eight weeks that something mm-hmm. is. Yeah, it's it's so, well, so and I wonder how like stuff like how stuff like TSL plays into it and stuff like where it's not just a click time spent also, listening yeah, time for those spent who don't listening. know. So I wonder how that should how it does and or should play into it too because like I know from like looking at like I always look at the I'm Fat podcast analytics just to just to or at least a little bit that we get through you know through the platform and it's like I don't know what I was expecting but the the time spent listening Pretty good. Yeah, because so people like, are seeking okay. it out. Yeah. I actually think the time spent listening on podcasts yeah. is higher than it would be for like a radio oh, show. Oh, yeah, sure. Because you're seeking out that show. Yes. Like you want to listen to that yeah, show. And, yeah, that's that's and that's my thing is 
like for the larger podcast, like they're looking for that audience. Like, so when you go to them and say, hey, I get, you know, whatever, 40,000 people a month, 40,000 listens a month, that's 40,000 of either people or people listening um, that they have direct access to through that podcast. Yep. So I, it's, it's, it's weird that they haven't figured this out yet mm-hmm. is because the way that they're used to doing it, this is, this is more direct. Yeah, you would think that they would be happy. It's a model that should uh, make more sense yeah. for people, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bizarre part of it. And, like, trying to make it all fit together in, like, your budget then, like, what does it allow for as far as hiring and taking risk? And what we're seeing with consolidation in not just our profession but in others is – you're asking fewer people to do more stuff. Mm-hmm. And it becomes like, at what point does it balance out? Like, at what point do yeah. I go, no, I don't want to do a podcast every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When's the, when do the diminishing returns hit? Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anyone knows that. Oh, bro, I'm tired, man. Like, these consecutive home games for the Bulls and then I do the podcast right after. Yeah. It's a lot. I've been getting up later and later. Hey, man, I I did. I did. Man, I did three podcasts yesterday. Yeah. I mean, just like think about even just the guests that we have on. For anybody that's listening to the on-air product, it's like like Heron. Heron Anthony Heron is the perfect, the perfect example of, you know, everybody, everybody's Cordell Stewart now. Slash. slash. Fox, yep. you know, Fox slash Pac-12 Network slash Sirius XM Big Ten slash The Score. And the reason for that is because the wages aren't right, aren't as good. Yeah, you can't have so you one job, yeah. and some won't even try and offer you insurance. Tony, there was a time in radio in Chicago where there were multiple millionaires, like multiple people making a million dollars a year or more. I think there's one guy left. I think it's Eric. I think that's the only one that's making that. I can't even fathom making that money doing this. Seriously. I could have. I missed by like 10 years. <laughs> like 10 years, man. I was 10 years older. It would have maybe popped off. But that that's not the case anymore. You have to – you got to hustle. I mean, you could still make a great living mm-hmm. doing this because of the multiple outlets and the, the, um, the thirst for content. Yeah. But you got to figure it out. I mean, I, I turned down – when I got the the NBC Sports Chicago job, there was another place that was like, hey, if you can swing it, you can do mornings here and then middays at the score and then do your nighttime stuff over. I was like, no. <laughs> but then I was I added it all up and I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but if I could do it, I'd be dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I am probably divorced. Because I mean, how many people in this industry end up that way anyway? Hey, Mel Mel made it pretty clear. She was like, hey, you can go ahead and take that job if you want. Yeah. <laughs> when you come home, I won't be here. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, well, all I right. guess that's a no on that. That's like the opposite of us. Colleen's like, we're too poor to get divorced. 
I mean, it's true. Yeah. It does cost a lot of money. I know. I'm I'm like, what? You can have, congratulations, here's half my debt. <laughs> you know? Thanks for the solid. <laughs> Here, thanks for paying off NIU. All right, yep. that's a good way to end the, the podcast today. Uh, we hope that we weren't too in the weeds and boring for you, um, but I think there's a lot of stuff there. If you are interested in radio, hopefully you enjoyed it. And me cussing. Um, <laughs> it won't be a habit. I'm, I apologize. See you tomorrow. Well, I guess Sunday after the Bears. When lose? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.